St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down for a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And today, we're very excited to welcome, we were just talking about your your title, how you'd like to be introduced before we started, but we are drag performer slash local activist. Yeah. Baklava. Who is Baklava? (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? Why don't we start with how you guys made the connection? Because Max, you were the one who brought Baklava up as, as a great guest. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Absolutely, absolutely. I need to try this cocktail um, too. Yes, I it's made beautiful. What would you call this color? Aqua. Aqua. Aquamarine. Aquamarine. Teal. I, I could be on board with a teal aquamarine fantasy. Yeah, I was actually just going to take a picture because it it's is extra just... cerulean. It's it's extra. It's pride week. It's actually <laughs> cerulean. There we go. That's the cut we'll use. <laughs> it's uh yeah I uh, I wanted something you know it's pride week something somewhat gay. It completely matches the head to toe Gucci that I'm wearing right now it as well. It is, I, I can't believe, did you do that on purpose? I planned that. Well, it actually, to me, before you came over, we were talking about your mermaid yeah. tail. So to me, it's giving mermaid tail. I was like, I was telling her, I was like, one of the most iconic things I've ever witnessed was you telling me you forgot your shoes. But, but I have a mermaid tail. <laughs> like, of course you just have one. I, was, I brought it to do a shtick because I thought. I look like a sea creature, like some type, like deeper level sea creature, not like on the surface at all. Definitely like pressurized, cold environment, like you know. Big but teeth. I, yeah, exactly. Sharp, pointed, and I had brought it as a shtick to walk around at Good Intentions for my tarot, which I'll be doing this Thursday from yes. seven to nine. Plug, 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 um, plug, plug. Exactly. Um, but I had brought it, and I was like, "Well, I'm definitely going to make a lap in this." And I had envisioned like an appetizer cart taking me around. But I forgot my heels, which is the first time in five years of doing drag that I had ever done that and then i said well mermaid it is so <laughs> all the stars align disney is thrilled i just represented <laughs> you, i love it you shuffled your way through the dining room it was it was a moment um but yeah that's what that's kind of how we came together um because all all this past month you've been doing uh tarot thursdays at good intentions which i just thought was the coolest idea. So cool. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's a higher consciousness opportunity to help people, guide them, get them to end their long-term relationships. <laughs> I, always say, I always say when it's my opinion versus the cards, I'm like, I think this one's just my take. So I don't want you to make any decisions based off that. But it is really nice to be able to have fallen into that very organically and to be able to offer some guidance in a time where we clearly could all use that a little yeah. bit. So yeah. where did you learn to read tarot cards? Um, I just had a lot of breakdowns on my own and I'd go online and like be like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and then, so I, I found, I started learning after I got enough of the cards over and over and over again. I was like, Oh, I'm starting to kind of get this. And now I'm working on the reverse meanings too, which is like a little more than just the opposite, which is fun. Um, sometimes Ooh. it means more. Sometimes it means go right. Sometimes it means like the opposite, but half as much. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of variables, but I have been loving doing it. And it's really, it just, I, one day I just realized I, I do this now and here we are. Yes. Here we are. Yeah. It's, I, it, it's an interesting and different way to incorporate drag into a, a dinner or a restaurant, you know, because a lot of times, you know, 
people associate drag performances with like big loud brunches or things and it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be that it i mean those are whatever those are fun know. but you know it's 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 important that it's not just put in a container as one thing Absolutely. Can I offer a con- controversial opinion when five minutes into the interview? Yes. yes. I <laughs> believe personally, this is my opinion, but I really believe that all drag queens who create an alternate personality and go through all this work should really use that platform and that responsibility to do something other than the standard Katy Perry roar, kick it up in the air, you know, I'm, now I'm on the ground. Oh, is there a reveal in here? The, like, I love all those things. The, wind, like, the, 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 the windmill kicks. Yes, <laughs> but like, I really think that if you're going to go through all the effort to engineer another person, fake an identity, basically, you might as well, like, do a little yeah. bit more with it than watch Netflix. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other Tom thing pop. you mentioned. <laughs> you do... Oh, that was a good one. I cannot <laughs> ever do this. I tried so. It's Wait, so, I don't know. So you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth oh, and you okay. pull it down quickly. That wasn't too bad. That was a good one. Those are these are I, passable. I think I, the best ones well, are the ones I'm, that nobody hears. We'll work on it. Yeah, the ones in your in your bathroom and the cat just. But does I mean, some queens. Yeah, <laughs> some queens can like that sound carries. Like miles. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. It's a, a dolphin in uh, Maine. It's like, oh, dinner time. Mother. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, anyway, I love that not only doing the tarot cards, but drag yoga. I had never heard of that until I looked at your Instagram and you mentioned mm-hmm. it today. Like, that is so cool, too. You know, drag is an amazing platform to be able to do so many things, at least for me, that I do not get invitations to do as a man. <laughs> you know, and I, uh, twice this year, I've been able to speak in Congress, once against the Don't Say Gay legislation, and then once for the drag ban bill, which uh, still passed, but to a much lesser degree. I've done drag yoga, I do docent tours and art crawls of places, the tarot, the comedy. Like, I, it's... Again, why just do the same predictable why thing with the it? Thing? There's so many more things uh, out there you can do with it. And it's almost... I feel like disarming is the word I want to use or I think of like, I think of going to even a regular yoga class where I'm not having a good time most of the time. I'm not good at yoga and probably some friend dragged me to go with them and I'm like, okay, we'll try this again. But I imagine having that other layer to it makes it, it's good. I'm smiling thinking about it. Like it just makes it more fun. They're always fun, and we uh, we always put a theme in. Some, we've done murder mystery ones. We've done um, what, what's it called when you get locked in? Oh, a, like escape, oh, room? escape room. Escape we did an escape room. room. One. Yeah, I like to think of the drag yoga as a dinner theater experience, but on a yoga mat. Because obviously, I don't. That's so eat, but, unique. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few ice cubes for me. Thank you. This cocktail is my breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. What are we calling this bad boy I over do, here? Or know, bad girl this needs some sort of name because i don't i was going for like a blue hawaiian vibe but mm-hmm. so <gasps> our sister uh who was recently on a cruise she went to curacao and brought me like a legit bottle of blue curacao um like orange liqueur because against my best efforts like blue drinks are back like they are back they are harder I feel like than it's ever in the whole it's the, 80s. the tiki yeah, thing it's the blue all back. drinks yeah little mermaid will have something to do with this <laughs> so too. yeah it, it does have a mermaid color now that you say that. Mm. That's my obsession. This is, we're right going to call this Baklava's Mermaid Tail. The Lava Lava. <laughs> the Mermaid Tail. Wait, lava. I, I like that actually. That came out. The Mermaid Tail. I love that. Lava Lava. The lava, Mermaid lava. Cocktail, but tail spelt like tail of an animal. Sam, that's the same. 
Spelling. <laughs> we could do story of a mermaid, so then it's a tale. I, a tale. Yeah. I had a breakthrough there that you was did not a breakthrough. I enjoyed going through that with you. <laughs> but it is technically spelled okay, that way. So, so we're going right. to make the the tail look like a tail. <laughs> the string had a logo. Somebody yes. hire me. Okay, I'm done. a creative yes. director. Um, but yeah, so I finally, I had this bottle and I I hadn't used it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do something with this. And But it's a much lighter, like blue than a lot of the like <sighs> syrups and stuff or the cheap ones that are out there. So when I made the drink, which was, what did I make? Rum, um, coconut syrup, pineapple juice, lime juice, and the blue carousel. And once it all got shaken together, it turned to this like aquamarine. Like, I love it. Really pretty color. Well, it that, is gorgeous. That darker blue I associate with bad choices. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did once work at Fish the bowl. Cody's Roadhouse, and I was a bartender for about a month. And I would have to make, what's the blue drink everyone orders? Blue Long Islands? <laughs> 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 I would make them in 32 ounce mugs for people. That is deeply concerning. Yes. And that's what I, that's, this is changing my outlook of blue beverages. It's (laughs) done correctly. You can achieve some lovely color with, with blue carousel, but sparingly. has a lovely salt bath and it's about that color of the water. It just does wonders for your skin. It's a whole spa moment. What came first, drag or tarot, by the way? Oh, uh, well, historically, I'm not sure. But for me... (laughs) (laughs) Well, 1,400 years ago... You do not compare with your (laughs) history books for this interview? No, they're in that bag right there. um, Drag came first. It Uh was kind of a response to the political climate, Uh give or take around 2016 or so, we'll just say. Okay, yeah. And I realized kind of what the median of people's mindsets were at. And I was like, wow, this is not where I was giving it credit for as a nation. And so I kind of just wanted to be a drag queen to have that presence and to kind of be able to interject myself. And I actually used to do radio before Bacala came along. I was on um, a nonprofit radio in California, which was, you know, on, on partisan humanitarian and all that kind of stuff. And I had one that was on dissecting, why it is something that is a good or bad idea politically. It wasn't talking about whether it would be, you should vote on it or anything like that. It was just mm-hmm. like, what is the effect? How will this affect different minorities? Yeah, sort of a fact-based dive. Cost-benefit yeah. analysis. Yeah. yeah. And I re- I was a chair for this thing called media literacy in the same group or whatever, and I did a lot with it, but it really, it just felt like I was shutting down hallway sometimes, and I was like, how do I amplify this? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of obsessed with All Stars 2, which was out at that point. All Stars 2... Drag race, we're drag talking. race. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a big one. That was, was that was the moment. I, I, you know, I was just having this conversation with um, my friend Kat. I at believe Good you. Intentions. Yes, we just had this discussion that like Drag Race peaked at All Stars two. It, it, I don't think it ever will come back. the The, the constant gags and goops that we felt. Mm-hmm. I've been chasing that high every season, <laughs> and it just it's not there anymore. It's still great. Still watch it all Who the time. Who won that season? I don't watch. I should. That was, um, but I know spo- some of the names. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler, ten years watching. Ago. You agree to hear this? <laughs> uh, that was Alaska. 
Okay. It was a very okay. controversial one, too. Oh. As all the good seasons are. Hmm. So it was one of those things where they did, you know, they were at that point at least eight seasons of the regular show in. Maybe that was even when they, more. That was actually the last year that they still did the four years one All-Stars format. So Which they were eight it honestly should still be because they it did one All-Stars and it didn't do well. It was a terrible format. It really just didn't work. And then they took like a four year break and then they brought back, a, did, they did a proper All Stars. They reformatted everything. They had this really crazy, like, you know, group decision kind of survivor. Mm. Like the two, win- it was all about who wins, does the lip syncs. It was, they changed the format completely. And it was just like watching it, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, I feel involved. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and everybody who had been waiting to be on the show, you could tell they brought their yes. talent. They were ready to like reintroduce themselves. And it was, um, yeah, it was a cultural shift. <laughs> it was. But so what were we talking Oh, so well, that was that myself. Yeah, yeah. That, that was where, that was around the time you were. Yes. Okay. Thank you for the saving of my own question. <laughs> yes, I appreciate the help on that. Line. Line. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was obsessed and I had already had like a year of Googling like how are butt pads made? Like wow, how, <laughs> how do wigs question mark? You know, like I was just obsessed with the, the artistry of how the illusion was created. And then so when this political climate was kind of sprung on us around that time, mm-hmm. I realized that I was pretty much sitting on a year worth of like super fan knowledge already and I was like oh I have a leg up on this and then and then there was a quote from Madonna as well too that when she finally won her Grammy I believe it was Ray of Light if there's like some <gasps> if there's some people who are who <laughs> yes. are Madonna fans out there and I'm wrong do not cancel me for I think it's Ray of Light though final answer and so she had won her Grammy finally and they said well why do you think you won after 20 years or so finally and she said it occurred to me that I didn't need to try to get the attention of the room anymore I already had it. Now it was my opportunity to do what it is that I had to say. And I realized that by doing drag, I could guarantee that I had the attention of the room. And then it was a matter of what do I want to do with the new power that I've created for myself. So I kind of knew it would happen. um, I, I knew that getting into drag at that point would give me the platform to create change in the world that I was looking for. Yeah. Speaking of cultural shifts, ray of light. I know yes. that, that collective another... gasp in the room was because it was just like a huge moment of our childhood. What mm-hmm. when would that have been? What year? Um, that was ninety seven. Oh God, was it? Oh, I think we listened to I that know... album on repeat. Well, because I know I'm... I was in um, little league baseball at the time, <laughs> and um, Bobby, our stepdad, was was our our coach, and. We, I'll never forget, we were at some event and like all my baseball guys were with me at Little League and um, <laughs> Ray of Light came on the radio and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I love this song so much. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. <laughs> and I think to the point that everyone was like, what is this? Because also Ray of Light, when it came out, sounded like aliens. It, like, it did. I can picture the music video too, her like in that circle of the dance time. floor. Nothing sounded that like that on the radio. Right. And I... I geeked out i was like what is this i love this and um i was never the same in fact i made all my <laughs> all my um middle school textbooks i got that like brown paper wrapping you know how you oh, like, that was wrap the your, thing you would yeah. wrap your yeah. and i labeled them all like in the font of ray of light the album with her little like kabbalah decorations uh, all my books oh my god that was the kabbalah era <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> i labeled I all forgotten. my books vis-a-vis madonna's ray of light album <laughs> 
Was that Nothing Really Matters was on the album? Nothing Really Matters. Yes. Oh, that was mine. That uh, was my go-to. The Power of Goodbye, Frozen. I mean... A, a Pivotable. Pivotable. Madonna took her dick out on that one. She was <laughs> she like did. eight inches black. She put her yes. whole pussy into that. Where were we? <laughs> just like a moment of silence for Madonna. Not even in yes. Tiny Two. We all just understood that that was required. Yes. Well, I mean that, and you were saying that that it was that quote resonated with mm-hmm. you, and they, and I'm glad she won her Grammy for that album. I didn't realize the connection there. Yeah, that's still considered. I mean, every time you know, Rolling Stone always does these like 100 greatest albums of all time. That's always on there. It's yeah. it, it is yeah. in the ether a great album. I'm gonna. This is a. This is now a Madonna stand podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think she's given a we lot decide. of credit in the world of like Dua Lipa and Doja Cat and Lady Gaga and Beyonce, and like they don't realize like what was done. Mm-hmm. Not enough. I am glad that Beyonce re. Did you see she re-released "Break My Soul" remixed no, to Vogue? <gasps> oh, I, I did see that. See I did that. see it because I've seen her performing it. I didn't realize it was a release. I just thought maybe she was just oh. doing it on tour or whatever. Oh yeah, she she did the the. Uh, like the queen's version or something and the song starts as vogue did but then she sings break my soul on top of the beat of vogue and then when it comes to the greta gabo amaro like rap talk thing it's uh she she lists all um like black female singers and oh, that's artists. cool. Oh. Beyonce, we yeah. need that. Yes. We need her. You know, I would, I don't know. Maybe she's maybe I'm uninformed, which is entirely <laughs> possible as I'm a busy woman myself. <laughs> but I would like to see her do more in the political spectrum. Mm. Well, she is she is notoriously silent. Yes, on any topic. Yes, it only comes out through the music. She doesn't mm-hmm. do interviews. She doesn't do anything unless like maybe a vogue feature but i get the interview thing i totally understand that i'm like yeah like a podcast is a different energy because you get to like be a little more intimate and you get to really discuss your ideas and kind of like have that safe place but i feel like sometimes with interviews like it's just about getting the headline out and getting the lead right how how deep can we dig to get the one clip we're gonna post everywhere and exactly and then i mentioned something about my cats or whatever it's like crazy cat lady baklava <laughs> like cleans litter in her underwear and it's like that is not yeah, what we're talking exactly. about exactly we were uh, talking about foreign policy <laughs> beyonce has yet to answer my uh emails to come on the podcast but oh I, I'm, I'm she's coming to town she'll be in town oh i'm going i'm going did you, did oh, you I'm reach out to her too. good uh, for you no i did not oh, of I was course just, not. I, beyonce come to my attic and you know what though <laughs> do I'm, our podcast what kind of cocktails do you like i want to say something here is that i honestly i'm gonna be real with you is that every three months or so i just like reach out to someone on my wish list that like i want to work with i love that yeah and i I don't i don't i'm not at their level but i just do it anyway and honestly it's worked twice really who did it work with oh i love this part (laughs) yes i cross my legs and get ready to tell you the answer uh so the first one was during covid time Mm -hmm. and there is a legendary comedian by the name of Devin. Green. She's been a guest judge on 
Drag Race one time, uh-huh. but she does a lot of like her. She has like Betty Bauer, like the best Christian in America, like parody, like stuff. She oh. gets a lot of heat for that in this environment, but she does a lot of like kind of like super campy, like value based social commentary that seems like it's not that deep when you like look at it. Mm-hmm. And she agreed to work with me. And we came oh, to hey. the skit together. And then the other one that I got one time was I got Coco Peru. <gasps> I'm serious. I did. Uh, I think she like wanted me to like just leave her alone. So she just caved at the last minute. I was like, fine. What, what do you need? Like, you know, but what, it did on? work though, is that I did a skit about the interviewing process and just how like crazy and bullshit that can be in our society. And she was like the hiring manager. It was just a voice clip, but she did supply the... The voices and, and a oh great voice. Uh, Coco so Peru, great. Sam. I've shown it's you videos Insta. of her. She is she is legend legend. It's a nice way of saying old, but she is a legendary drag queen, I, iconic like red sixties. What is that haircut called? Oh, a bob. It's kind of like a a bob. Mary Tyler Moore. Up. Yeah, but it's very like it's like sixties housewife. Yeah, kind she's of. her yeah. whole shtick. And uh, Tuan Fu, she's in Tuan Fu. She is in Tuan Fu. Yeah, she's she and w- one of my favorite things that she does, and it's in later in her career, is she did a YouTube series where she would just go to like Walmart or yes. a thrift store, and and just the camera would follow her around, and it was just her shopping, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it went on for like ten minutes, and and she would just turn around, she was like, "This bothers me." This bothers <laughs> me. That's like her. That's her uh, catchphrase. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that that bothers oh. me because uh, she's also originally from the Bronx, I think, or definitely New York. I don't yeah, where she's in New York, or but. maybe Brooklyn. I think she may be from, and she's got that that, that drawl. She's like, yeah. that, that bothers me. That bothers. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Um, that's well, awesome. That's I didn't. I, I didn't even. So hit up Beyonce. I, yeah, look. get go. Go yeah. reach out. You know what? And I, I did that actually for Trinity the Tuck on for Pride for a couple gigs that I had the opportunity to hire queens for, and I was like, you know, I just I usually just get left unread, but like or if read at all. But you never know. Though. You never they say yes. Sometimes well, that they was say our. Yes. You know, we went through that kind of dilemma starting this. I mean, now we're about seventeen episodes deep, so we have a little bit of something to ride on. But when we first started this, we're like, oh, I just. Do we just ask, ask people like, yeah. to come on? Yeah, absolutely. And we found, like you, like most of the time, people are like, "Yeah, sure, sure." Yeah, like, Why not? Yeah. Like, I don't, but you get you get in your head about like you know, like you said, somebody you feel is way above what you're doing at your level or whatever. But honestly, most people want to do stuff, want to be out and mm. you know, they do, and they want to talk about whatever they have to talk about. And we're especially if we them tell them you have an hour of uh, like, uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> With cocktails. That's, that's, that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about myself for an hour while yes. drinking. Ooh, <laughs> tough sell there. We should be calling this therapy because <laughs> that sounds great. Trauma dumping. Trauma dumping. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Uh, so being, we're, you know, we're coming up on St. Pete Pride. Yes. Do, what else do you have going on for the week? Oh God, that's a good, that, that's a great question. Let me pull up my schedule. Open so the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, what the fuck do I have to do this <laughs> month? Um, so first, uh, the first thing that I have coming up is going to be on Thursday. That's obviously being a good intentions good with intentions. you, yes. Tarot from seven to nine, and there is uh, some talk in the works of expanding that to something next month as well too. So make <sighs> sure that. to let good intentions know that you want that to happen if you uh, want to have your future read by Miss Me Baklava. Because pause, 
you um you do this elsewhere um at yes. um must wine loft I, must wine well. that's my Thank other you. that's kind yeah. of like my residency these days for uh, i do sip and stretch which is drag yoga wine tastings there wine trivia oh and gosh, tarot this, yeah hmm. so like, all the things I love. I mean, I could be better at yoga, but <laughs> trivia, I love trivia. I get very competitive yes, in a trivia environment. So Wine, drag, and any third element <laughs> whatsoever is generally a, a, a hit. Yeah, yes. it tends to work pretty well that yeah. way. But yeah, we have Where we have talked about you know rolling on and doing more with you at Good Intentions because it's 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 such a hit. Yes, right. Good one to end. I, I think I'm a good return on investment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there is so. a gig that is kind of political on Friday that I have coming up at Coastal Creative. And I'm super excited about that. Ooh. I know, right? Um, so <laughs> it is going, they've given me a section of the space for Pose, the event that they have there. And oh. I'm going to be like, kind of like co-curating everything that they have there. And, you know, the conservatives may call it like a little groomer station, but like, it's really just supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... One man's groomer station is another. <laughs> but I have a space that's kind of like half drag con in my creation at St. Pete budget level mixed with kind of like a Marina Abramovic. Um, the artist is present. Yes. The, the drag queens are present. Uh, but yeah, it's, so I'm going to have someone there just doing a wig. I'm going to be hosting it, maybe doing some like easy, quick makeup stuff for people, just kind of Ooh. playing with them, you know. Um, and I have another person who's uh, Miss Come Out St. Pete. That's Raquel Blue. Um, the hair, the wig person is Lilith Black as well, too. So that's worth noting as well. But yeah, it's going to be the three of us. And we have this space. And we're just going to allow people to come, observe, see what, you know, the padding looks like. I might have some heels out. Like just okay, a chance to interact with drag at their comfort and their leisure. And, you know, I was going to put an eating a baby station in there. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I was like, wait, 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 this is not. No, no that's no. next week. That was no. like, yeah, that's not this what. This has to be like Scientology. We have to work up to the yes. crazy. Exactly. This know? week is, this week is just showing them what drag is. <laughs> what? So you know, yes. We're going to get them in the door and then we go into the Dianetics. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Dietary permits oh. <laughs> of drag queens. Come in for your personality test. That's usually exactly. what they say. Yeah, we yes. can start with the drag personality test. <laughs> but uh, I said this in Congress one time and as well too this year when I was I believe speaking on the drag band bill but you know I'm not here to eat people's children and like mm. I, I just want to show them like, like drag is just a lot of work that's fun you know that's all it is and like you said it's an art I mean the things that I see on like makeup wise even that drag performers can do I'm like I can't even imagine I can't even it's so beautiful well and you're catching me on a very natural makeup day right now <laughs> yeah so it's just speak. a little lip gloss just a little lip gloss uh, truly actually <laughs> um but you know with that I there's a whole other side to it and turning into Ariana Grande is not I think what this looks like even though I don't think this is bad but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Ariana Grande so there is there is some work involved to create, yeah. to take this and and then turn it into that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember when Max's, was that your 25th birthday? Yeah. You, well, you had multiple drag birthdays. Correct. Oh, you've done drag a few times. Exactly twice. We have to, we <laughs> yeah. have to unearth those photos. We And I, you know, everyone at work, because we've mentioned this before on the podcast and everyone at work was like, where are the pictures? And I'm like, they're in an external drive somewhere. I need to dig them out. They are. Max. Or we oh. could just take new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching him get his makeup done and just the fact that they covered up 
your very thick eyebrows. Yeah, it's a lot of completely. Eyebrow and we, then we hired a drag queen friend. Like we paid a drag queen friend of ours at the time to just do it for us because I was like, I'm not. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. And yes. my husband, Jesus biological woman when Looks he was like done J-Lo. like stunning stunning <laughs> like i was giving like linebacker Ursula. in a dress like early divine like it just <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't but he transformed i was like who is she? he had these lashes on and this long black hair i look he looked like uh like like j-lo like it was Perfect. It was it was amazing. That's was not nonetheless. Like. Yeah. I was well. He's from Guatemala, and that, that they don't crack. I mean, it's right. st- stunning. Um, I was obviously the performer. I was more of the the showman of, of yes. the showman show show woman. Um, but yeah, it takes so much. It was like to the point like impressive. I was like we tried at home like we're gonna we're gonna do makeup in the mirror. <laughs> I did one half of my face in a very like Natalie Portman black swan moment, <laughs> and I immediately gave up because it looked like I was malnourished. Um, so the difference between looking like a goddess and a crazy person is usually just about two square centimeters of pigment in the wrong place. And that's all it is. Yeah. All it is. And blending, blending, blending. Mm hmm. Um, this coastal creative thing, is that open to the public or is it like a ticketed event? It or? is ticketed. Okay. I believe in the political landscape that we're finding ourselves, they're asking that it be 21 and up. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, but children. It, it is an opportunity for people to interact with drag at their comfort level and to maybe be educated a bit on what it is that we're doing, mm-hmm. which is why I have a pageant person there to talk about like, like marketing and the application and how you carry yourself, you know, because I think at least what I picked up from like going to Congress and that sort of thing with like drag to tally and equality Florida and all that good stuff was there's like this parallel being drawn between drag Queens and strippers. That's kind of like what they're shooting for. And I, I mean, that's kind of why I came as a house plan and mermaid the last two weeks. Cause I don't really, it really did have something to do with it though, because I, Strippers generally don't dress up like houseplants or stripper or, or, or strippers. Oh, God damn it. Um, but they don't generally dress up like houseplants or mermaids. mermaids. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to kind of show the, the art intention behind it. And I think that by doing this with like a wig styling person and a pageant coach and me just being the host of the whole thing, um, Hopefully, I, I think I have a, a lovely video person who's going to be coming as well to kind of document everything. Oh, nice! Yeah. It's if it, it does work out the way I'm hoping, it's going to be someone who's like worked on like the Drag Race finale for this most recent year, and they're making a oh, documentary nice. about all the legislative things happening in Florida right now that'll be coming out in the fall. Yeah, so excellent. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. but I, I want it to be a chance to really show people um, what it is that drag is, and to kind of dispel some of the stereotypes surrounding what it means to be a drag queen. Exactly. Yeah. Drag queens don't make you gay. The bags at Abercrombie <laughs> make you gay. I, you know, I believe, I, I kind of, I don't know if it's a real thing or not. I kind of call it like with sexuality in general, I kind of call it like light switch theory. Like there's either got to be power going there or not in the first place. And so there are catalysts that can get you there, mm-hmm. but it's also like a dimmer switch. You Abercrombie. Know? Mm-hmm. It's, there's Abercrombie. a lot of shades and there's a lot of experience. And Brendan Fraser, the it, mummy. Yes. I mean, Chris the, the mummy can, <laughs> the mummy confused everybody. I, I forget who the woman was in that, but that Rachel Vice. she yeah. confused me a bit. She confused me. Cause I was all about, Brendan Fraser and the mummy and then she came in and I was like that was a very attractive cast yeah. that cast oh my god at Emotep that was the all stars too when he finally <laughs> is not <laughs>
I was referencing that meme. Max just was talking about like the, it was like um, the Abercrombie, oh, uh, Target The Target Pride merch collection didn't well, make me gay. The Abercrombie bags of the abs. And Max wrote like, yeah, I had that in my wall in my bedroom. Well, after Max moved out, our younger sister took his room. And our Didn't mom, our mom she was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I go, Max, where was that? Because I remember you having that on your wall. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then our mom goes, yeah, Monica had a, a Zac Efron picture right after that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> What she doesn't know is I also had a Zac Efron <laughs> We all did. We all did. Let's just hope it was after high school as well. <laughs> yes. No, it was shortly after. And then, like, he was, like, pictured shirtless somewhere. And it was, like... I think I re- there was a He's all pop- grown up. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. that, actually. Yeah. He had blue yeah. shorts on in that photo. He did have blue shorts on. <laughs> I in remember fact, that photo. It is in one of those boxes over there. Oh, my I st- God. It was we're going like, to pause yeah. and we're going to look for it. <laughs> Well, I'll come back in a few minutes. It was in, I'll post it on the gram. What if I? Well, I feel better it. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the um, other thing I remember seeing a lot around was the Enrique Iglesias album cover where the mole was really pronounced. Which album was that? Oh, his first one. I was, feel like I saw uh, that a lot. Or uh, his first in English one. <laughs> that Ricky Martin. Um, and they're on the trilogy tour now, which we have to go to. Wait, oh my God. Have Ricky you seen Martin. This? What is this trilogy tour? Ricky Martin, Enrique, and Pitbull. Like, I know. Uh, they're all together. Every on a tripod tour. has a third leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're on a tour all together. And I, I. I mean, that is a lot of steamy that's a lot. man. I wonder what he looks like. Enrique. Wait, Ricky Martin? Isn't he canceled Ricky, right now? No. Is he? Is he? Oh, wait, do we not? I need to I Google know. this. And, so run a fact check before you air this. Okay. I think he yeah. got in trouble for like dating his cousin or something. Like who was like 16 at the time or like, I think this happened. Oh, I'm Google. No. I'm literally Ricky Martin? for our viewers at home who can't see me Googling this long, gorgeous nails and this Gucci outfit that I was talking about earlier. Um, I am now Googling that 17 inch wide brim hat you're wearing. Cancel. Exactly. I, I brought it from the, the gig. At Good Intentions, um, shout out to the cooler at Good Intentions. By the way, <laughs> I really like going in there for my pre pre tarot meditation. Before the tarot, we do meditation in the walk in. Uh, right, and every once in a while, one yeah. of the line cooks walks in to get like mushrooms or something. And they're like, oh, oh. And I only I'm imagining you dressed as a house plant. One time I was in there, and one of the girls in the kitchen—I don't know how they gender identify. Like this is give me a break, but you know, but, 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 but someone who looked like a female came in, and I was like, "What well, were you looking for this?" And I just tended up something. Like they were like, "No, I wasn't." I'm like the um, the mysterious hand in like the back of the coolers in the grocery store. You're like looking for the milk, and it's like here you are. And it just reaches out. Okay, so I googled Ricky Martin, and there are oh. there a dead. Deadline.com um, from 2007, it looks like. I don't know, 2022. I don't know how to read. It's, I'm still working on that part. Right? I, I'm beautiful <laughs> well, I and smart. <laughs> Pronouncing words. <laughs> We're all in the same boat together. This is actually a special ed podcast. We just wanted to wait until halfway through to disclose our handicaps. <laughs> We're all normal people at the end of the day. Uh, and then Vanity Fair has something. Yeah, he like had sexual allegations with him with against like a nephew who was like 16 at the time that they started. So I'm surprised he got that resolved. His PR people must be really on it. Maybe, they must be. Maybe just bookending him with Pitbull and Enrique, they were like, they're going to be so excited by this, which yeah. we were. Also, <laughs> also, 
it's a hard sell to get him off the gaze because yeah that man that man Ugh. wait how old was he at the time ricky martin yeah i believe it was like 30 40s oh and i think it was mm. like a little this was just my you know now that you say this it does kind of this was I, recent, I remember though. hearing about this um, All these things tend to get forgotten. Remember, like, but I love that his fan base was just like, all right, oh, well. they're like, eh, all right, they're like, I wish it was me. Yeah, like, just like, yeah, I mean, there were a few years ago, John Travolta got canceled for like touching a male massage person, and yeah. like, remember, do we remember? This? Oh, I remember this, and yeah, basically, and he was like outed from that and everything, and like, and then all of a sudden, magically, it was forgotten, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just people were like, he huh? lives locally. We should get him. Does out he really? We should. Yeah, please get him out here. Well, he has a house here. Uh, please get me back on. Here. He's gonna be like, you were the one who spoke <laughs> bad of me on the podcast, <laughs> Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna Please be put me in the room with him. I want to have fun. That'd be fun. That's gonna be uh, uh, under the influence. All stars. <laughs> I'll come with my face in when we do that. a feuding all stars season. Yeah, I'll do that look where they do half their face yeah. as a female and half as a male. I'll be like, which one do you like more, Mister Travolta? I just keep turning between my left and right sides. The interview. I mean, he was in Face Off, so right, oh. exactly. I was going for a hairspray reference, but that one is actually better. I think yes. if there's a family feud, you would have gotten Only a higher Only because I score. thought about the, the movie cover, because it's mm. like his face and, and Nicolas Cage's face like split. So, so we're just going to do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> face off. It'll be like half Baklava's face and half John Travolta's. <laughs> and it, that'll be your cover. Interview of the century. <laughs> oh my God, that would be an epic one, actually. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness. I don't think John Travolta would know what to do with me. He'd be like... I think he knows exactly. I don't think he would know. <laughs> I don't think he would know what to do when he came in the house and we were like, "So we record upstairs," and he's like looking up the. Stairs. <laughs> I'm never leaving this house. <laughs> so, why, speaking of which, I wanted to ask you why that door had like five deadbolts on it. While um, when I was coming up here, I was curious about that. Which one? No, that door over there. It's got like like it looks like it's boarded up, and it has. I'm just kidding. That's not happening. Oh. <laughs> it oh looks highly suspicious. I'm the most gullible person on the planet. Like, I didn't know we had a I'm door like, with boards. A like secret room. Like, what? <laughs> it honestly wasn't that far fetched because these old doors, half of yeah. them have like four different like, locks on them. Old ass keys. I have like, reoccurring dreams about finding a secret room in my house and i'm like oh. bonus square footage i paid for and didn't know that i was getting like it's <laughs> a panic yeah, room it is my number is like the number one thing that i'm hoping for in this world <laughs> i do there is one wall that is definitely just for an air conditioning duct but i want to believe that there is like a body hidden in this one false wall that i can't figure out what it's for and it's in the bedroom it looks like this like in this room there's like this tiered door situation in the bedroom, there's like a column like that, but I'm like, it doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. Mm. What is it? So we're going to rip it open and next <laughs> week we're going to come back and report yeah. back on what we found. It is fun with an old house though. We yes. have we have found things left behind in this house. Oh, yes. uh, I don't think Absolutely. you've told this story. I don't think I've told this story. This is the platform. Um, <laughs> you know, you find weird little dumb things kind of tucked away. But one day um, my husband decided to kind of clean the attic so he was up there cleaning the attic and we had like fairly recently moved in because we were trying to, you know, figure our stuff out. And there was some like, there was like a door up there, like spare wood pieces, just like some stuff. And 
I'm downstairs and all of a sudden I hear him screaming like, Max, come up here. Come up here. You have to see this. And I'm like, it's a ghost. It was like, like all I, I wanted was a ghost. I wanted like, I wanted, you wanted the Jumanji a, a game weapon. board. I wanted, yeah, I wanted it to be cursed so badly. And I climb up the stairs and he's like shining the flashlight behind our air conditioning unit. He's like, look back there. And I like creep over because I'm like, he's going to, it's, it's a bug or something. And I see a set of teeth, his and hers. (laughs) 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 We're not playing Adams right now. (laughs) It was a set of his and hers strap on dildos. Oh, that's better. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard to beat teeth, but you just did it with the truth. Yes. (laughs) And I thought these stay. First of all, <laughs> Google how to disinfect his and hers strap on dildos. Um, I, because I am a firm believer that any found item from a previous life of somebody stays, unless yeah. it's like inconvenient. But any little tchotchkes or something that you find, I'm like, this stays. The spirit is happy here. We welcome them. And in this case, this horny ass ghost. <laughs> Is just getting it on. And I'm assuming lesbians live in our attic. I mean, like, ghost lesbians live in our attic. Yes. Because it's a set. And, like, one is kind of small and one is, like, the bigger one. Wait, I I were they double-ended? No. No, So that makes mm. me wonder then. Well, Forensically. I mean, it could have. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But it's. If I were a lesbian, I would want a double-ended one. Personally. They can't speak for the lesbian community. (laughs) (laughs) I just play one on TV. But it was the full like strap on underwear with, with the attached dildo. That and is... there were two of them. And uh, I like to think that they are right now above us <laughs> having a great time. Yes. Right? Yes. Maybe it's like ghosts and that they can only like sexually like orgasm if they if we're using it's the strap ons. See? <laughs> so we're gonna knock down the wall so and then we're gonna, we're gonna knock, go ahead and get the strap ons out. <laughs> we're gonna actually use the strap ons <laughs> to knock down the wall. <laughs> Speaking of the nether reaches, um, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> uh, you've you've brought your cards with you. I did bring my card. A girl is always prepared to read. <laughs> um, would would you would you indulge us? Yes. In a little oh. podcast reading, I would love to. We have to figure out what to do with my hands here. That's but I'm oh. absolutely down. What we could uh. do is trade microphones. I could. Push oh, we could mine swivel it over, over there. Oh, so yeah. you are hands can... free and do, do, then you can do, pass do, 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 That's a good idea. Do, do, do. That's my impression my impression of That is my impression of elevator music. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Check, check, now check. my hands are free. There we go. This is lovely. And you, can, you can she's adjustable. Pull, pull her towards This one's you. bigger and blacker than I was used to a second ago. <laughs> it's it's right in my face. I don't know if I can fit it. <laughs> and I have a matching strap on. Right. <laughs> Glenda from uh, 1942 just came alive for a second in the attic. Um, is this enough space? This is plenty. So I usually okay. do, um, I work with a universal weight deck, which is kind of like the most standard um, deck that there is, in my opinion, of tarot readings. So and also the most like literal in terms of interpretation, because if you okay. get like ones that have like cats eating 
fish or like different animals. Like there's a lot of like strange new ones out there. I like to just know what my metaphors represent like up front. Like, again, I don't want to tell Debbie to break up with her husband when in reality it just meant that she needed to take a break for a week from her husband, you know? So I'd like to try and like keep the misinterpretation down. Um, Is that Debbie the guest at uh, Good Intentions the other night? Oh my God, I like honestly, it really is so meaningful because I don't actually let people tell me what their questions are. I prefer to just work off the cards. That way I'm not biased. And that way, if they say that, oh, I'm still confused, like I asked about this, what do you think? Then I will weigh in and I will say, this is my opinion. But the cards are telling me this is the vibe that I'm getting. Well, we'll see in a second okay. action here. But um, usually I ask people to think of a question. And the kicker is, it's kind of like asking a genie for something, is that you don't want to ask a basic bitch question because that is what higher consciousness or I'm pretty sure this is not a demon, but it's tough to tell for sure. But I believe, I believe it's just like the universe or God or Buddha or like higher consciousness or your, the other, your Holy spirit or whatever, mm. whatever we're tapping into. But I believe it's just, I, it seems to read as a higher positive vibe to me. I don't get the sense that it's like taking anything from me or anything. Um, but I ask people to think of a question which has mindful wording on it um hmm. it could be about like what to do about something it could be like what you should know it could be about like a, a temperature check of a situation those are kind of like examples but um what do we want to know about we we should ask on behalf of the podcast absolutely okay that's a good that's a yes. good one <laughs> because we do put a lot of work into this yes and we want to see it grow do we say it out loud or do we think it um so <laughs> I well normally it's think, but I don't. I don't want to say it out loud and jinx it. Like the, the people at home won't know what we're talking about unless no. we. So I, I think this is Sam's inner monologue. <laughs> the, the room is silent right now, but Sam is in a very Raven Simone kind of way communicating with us. That's so Raven. <laughs> Available on iTunes. Eyeball, yes. Yeah, okay. I tried to jump out, but it did not work. Um, but so I think that something that relates to the podcast and also the greater community would be like a great way yes. to get the cards to kind of speak to you because you want them to like, yeah. like you. You know what I mean? If they don't like right. you, they're not going to play nice with you. So mm -hmm. like, you want to like make that bond or whatever. So actually, what I'm going to do right. since this is your podcast, uh, oh, let's let's have a three way. So I'm going to give you three, okay, a okay. third of the cards, and I'm going to give you. Do we need this strap on? I'm just uh, right. <laughs> So we're each, for those at home who can't see the Gucci outfit and the long nails that I have on shuffling, um, we're each shuffling a third of the deck right now. And we're, so we're putting our intention in. So something about the podcast and we should know about the podcast, mm -hmm. but also something that relates to service of the greater community. Yes. I'll leave it to you too. Yes. To determine the exact wording. Okay. Just kind of what to do. Yeah. Like, just kind of uh, the future, not the future of the podcast, but the, you know, the, a, a sort of spiritual guide for it. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so let's all just pick one of the cards. Who wants okay. does, I, I, I'm always the future, so like that's just me. Okay. Um, but who wants to be the past reading? I'll be the past. Okay, so the what you're going to do Christmas past. is you're going to focus your intention onto those cards while you're shuffling them. And when you feel okay. like a connection has been made with them, my, they're my cards, so like the connection comes a little quicker for me. But, mm -hmm. you know, but focus on the question and okay. also making friends with the energy of the deck. And then you're going to pick any card that speaks to you, and you're going to put it right here face down. Like any card throughout the... Anything, yeah, okay. absolutely. And you can still be shuffling on yours, too, oh, Sam. And then putting put your intention into there, too. Oh, you don't have my, a hand. Wait, wait, wait. I have a hand. I have a free hand right now. <laughs> I can help you. Just lean forward. There we go. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't have... I'm just... If I can make a shuffle sound. Right. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> obligatory. Uh, that didn't work very well. ASMR it's okay. moment. Shuffling. Softly. Okay. That's a good one. That little. Yeah. That was this guy. We can okay. turn it in editing. So now I take. The, <laughs> do I take the card and I put it up? Okay, so you're past. You said right. Yes. Okay, so face down right here. Face down. Okay, and then okay. you're present. So the card that you have is actually kind of like the most important because it's like what most closely ties to the reading right now and like why we're asking the question. Okay. So Just you, face down. Yeah, face down. Absolutely. And then I've got mine here for the future. For the future. And we can ask follow-ups if we need to. Sometimes a tarot reading is extremely forward and literal and other times it's more cryptic. It kind of just depends. Yeah. Um, I've historically mm-hmm. found that wider, more overview-based questions tend to be the ones that give you those cryptic answers but so we'll see where this one lands us so the past is our first card i just do a three card reading there's 10 card readings out there but that's that would be a whole podcast so we're just going to focus on the (laughs) past present and future yes and the past is the lovers and it's in the upright position uh so the lovers in the past basically just means that there is a um, marriage of some type being made to create something that is meaningful um it can mean actual physical love but since i have like the privilege of knowing that we're talking about the podcast it probably means like i'm looking at a male and a female in front of me who have brothers and love the podcast together so i'm not implying incest but i am implying that the two of you probably decided in the past to make this podcast deeply in the past actually yeah so that's kind of the vibe there it was a it's a passion of evocation of love i mean our our first attempt at a radio show we were in what elementary school yeah so yeah i I still have the cassettes somewhere so (laughs) lovers tends to mean if you ask about topics that relate to like relationships and romance and love and all that good stuff it tends to mean uh actual love but we're asking about like a project of love so like that coming up has a different context for the past now it probably Hmm. it's so to me as i had now again i don't normally always want to know what people are asking about but we kind of had to for this one Mm -hmm. so i think with the lovers in the past yeah it just means that the two of you decided to come together and make a podcast yeah and it was a passion that was born out of something that you both truly do love oh so that's the past that's just our overview it's just letting you know what what we already know what what is to be focused on wow okay now so i actually don't always flip the cards even though i just kind of did on the last one because the way that you flip them can affect how they turn out so i think the two of you should kind of decide how this card gets flipped oh that's true Mm because it's up or down or side to side if they call me middle one yeah yeah Yeah. well that's true yes absolutely you should flip that one Okay. okay, so um, <laughs> this is the seven of wands. I get so here, nervous, right? The seven of uh, wands. wands. So wands tend to mean sexual you have energy, a wand. right? There is a wand that has been produced here. <laughs> Where are the other six? What is that from? <laughs> I was expecting Disney music to come. It sounded like Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> It's her horcrux track. I'm going to break it open. I only had to bring that up because we talked about the wand like two podcasts ago. Okay. All right. Seven of wands. Um, So this is the seven of wands. And basically what that means, wands can also mean uh, sexual energy. But again, if we're not going with the incest vibe here, then this (laughs) is... (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it can mean vitality as well too of which since we've asked about a podcast is probably it's most closely related to the actual question at hand yeah. um, so the person in the seven of wands does have the, admin, the point of advantage 
they are in a good position where their work has created something for them that they are proud of. But there are many other, in this case, podcasts out there. And um, if if that person, if we were to like step away, like basically the card is telling you that someone else will take that spot. Immediately, uh, like I'm replaceable. Everyone's <laughs> replaceable, you know, and that's but the but you are in a position of advantage, and it's worth knowing that. But the seven is it's a positive card because it means that you, competition is healthy. It means that you are not the underdog in the current situation. But what it's also nice. telling you though is that you do need to work and defend it. And sometimes, depending on the nature of the card itself, it can mean not everyone has your best intentions at heart too. That may be around, Mm. yes. So it's worth keeping that in mind too as you defend the position that you're in and grow it into something that serves the community. St. Pete Mood Board, we're watching you. (laughs) So the last part there, again, uh, example, is kind of like my opinion, you know, but like the rest of the card I would say is is more or less related to the actual So be aware that there's competitive other podcasts out there, but we have the upper hand. You're in a good spot right now. You're in a place where you are able to defend the place that you carved out for yourself. Um, But the part that's my opinion is I think it's calling you to, to do, to stay true to yourself and to also develop what it is that makes you unique from the others now that's not in the card itself but that's kind of that's my a take feeling on it. yeah okay mm-hmm. so that's funny this morning i was googling like what other st Pete like tampa podcasts are out there that's so odd that is like weird i i literally did that this morning i was just like oh okay like are what, there what, any what's going on <laughs> like there's this other guy i don't know but it's different and i'm like yeah I, and I and I felt kind of good about it. I was like, I, I like what we're doing. I like yeah. I like how we're doing it. Well, everyone should be a little bit different. I feel. Yeah. And, you know, um, the people I'm producing the pose event with um, uh-huh. is going. Uh, St. Pete is super cool. That's another podcast that I've been on before, and they like there are more features about things going on in town, and like you're more like topics yeah. of interest and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think that's what makes the podcast scene relevant and beautiful. Wait, um, what is theirs called again? St. Pete is super cool. <laughs> that is yeah, yeah. Uh, I have um, another, for now. Right? <laughs> um, no, I, have, I actually haven't heard of them. I. I I'd like to look it up. That, yeah, I think that's a, that's our whole thing too. And we 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 say this every episode. I feel like, but it's like our goal is to you know, bring everybody on, but in a supportive, like we're all in this together, kind of mm-hmm. happy high school musical kind of way. Like yeah. we all do better if we all support each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the future, I okay. feel I feel compelled to flip this one. So we're gonna okay, do it. And the future basically is the Hainman reversed. Um, oh so the Hainman, but it's not as bad as it might seem. I mean, a lot of these cards are really old, and so the the metaphors behind them. Are different than what we might attribute to them, <laughs> like right now. Um, so um, the hangman is generally there because they're choosing to take a perspective. Because if it, this is reverse, but if it were like normal, it would look like that. Uh-huh. I flipped the card upside down for those at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, it means that it's a person who's chosen to walk away from convention, and the perspective that they have taken is to expand their horizons a little bit. Um, that this is what's coming up in the future. Um, it does talk a little bit about serving of the crowd. So I feel like there is a, uh, a message here about kind of what I was saying before and staying true to yourself mm-hmm. and making sure that we're not just doing something because it's like trending that week or whatever, you know? Mm. Um, but it is a, it is people who generally go into that. If you note the halo around the person in the hangman, they are, bring themselves toward enlightenment by going through this situation, which is ultimately making them uncomfortable, you know, because it's so much easier and more comfortable to do the, the easy thing without learning anything, you know? Yeah. So I think it's a matter of maintaining that perspective of being in your own kind of like uh, world energy, but without feeling like you need to do what is expected of you. Keep it true. 
Gotcha. That's kind of the vibe okay. that I have. Yeah. You know, I would love to just do like a general like temp check too for like everyone listening or like, you know, kind of like what we should know and like what's coming up or whatever. Like, is that, is that cool? Yeah. Well, we, 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 we've recently been talking about kind of what we do next and mm-hmm. how we expand on it. And there's different ideas we've had. We definitely want to start making money for one but you know that would be nice um um, but you know do we do we make some cute shirts do we do a little like merch line do we do focus on events do we Mm want to have more sort of live events or get meet and greet kind of like mixer parties um so and we're very much actively in this discussion. So I can either ask that as a follow-up on the future question, mm-hmm. or I can ask it as an overview card, which basically has less to do with the question at hand and more as like a commentary on the chapter of your life that you're in, which is causing you to ask that question in the first place. Any preference? Do you um, have a do you have a what do you feel like gets the better? I I feel like you'll get a more direct answer of asking a follow-up on the future, especially since you have that reverse hangman on there. I feel like what to do. do. So I've got the future deck over here as we kind of like attributed it. So I'm just going to flip. Usually it's the top one for follow-up. So so the money is coming. You've got the Queen of Pentacles here coming up, and it is a person who has balanced themselves and is in a very... I always tell people to get a base understanding of tarot to treat it like an art history class. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like foliage, a lot of like rooted symbols coming up here. Um, So it's really just to find that piece while knowing that the money will be coming from what you choose to do with it. So I think you're kind of like on the right track now. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Can I ask one for like, just like our listeners in general? Yeah. I guess like kind of like what's just going on in this era of our life that we're in and what we, you know, just as a, as a whole, let's do that as the overview. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. So the overview here, well, that's actually interesting. So, <laughs> uh, so what just popped up for the reason why we're laughing um, is is the death, the death. card has I'm popped leaving. up. Uh, so that that makes a lot of sense, actually. But it's in reverse. Yeah, it is in reverse. Oh, look so at you finding the positive. A, traditionally, a good thing. The death card is actually a good thing. It's kind of yes. a, a card of a perfectly balanced yin and yang because you have this dark figure on a white horse with like a white lotus on a black. Uh, uh, what, what's the sigil? There we go. That was the old school word for it. I had to think back to my childhood. Getting hot. Right? Um, so it basically means that we're, what it's telling our viewer, this became a deeper question than I intended it to, but that does happen with the tarot sometimes. That's what happens. When you go for the crowd answers, the ones that pertain to society, that's when you get the real heavy ones because it's like it tells you about the fate of like what's going on with everything. It's basically saying that we're coming to the end of one chapter right now and that there's going to be like a retreat inside for a while, like kind of like a little pause period before like the next chapter really kicks in. That that seems like in the climate. Mm. That seems we're that at, tracks. We're at tracks. the end of one era. We're yeah. currently in a pause period where it's almost like a limbo, vertigo, whatever word yeah. fits in their stage and purgatory. And <laughs> and but there will be something that grows out of it right now. But we're in just kind of a period where like chips have fallen a certain way, and we're trying to like figure out like the tracks of this new parallel universe that we've landed ourselves in. Mm. That's so again. The tarot did not disappoint in terms of offering a very it existential. It did, thing. yeah. But that's. I think the viewers at home should know that um, self care is. This is something I'm such a proponent of in general. But self care is so important right now. Making sure the mental health state is in a good place and that we're able to take care of ourselves before we take on all these other projects. I feel like in 
America so many times we're like tasked with doing the impossible and you just have to take a breath realize that we're kind of all figuring out what our purpose is right now and to get that part of yourself together before turning that into action here here mm. yes I'll drink to that get that all the time but like i'm just vanna white like, i'm just here to smile just flip wear cards. a nice dress and flip the cards like that's <laughs> I'm, i am just the messenger huh. have you ever been in a situation where somebody like you're you're doing the reading and you say something that visibly hits them and you know you've like struck a nerve is that an odd situation where you're like okay i'm just talking i'm doing my reading but you're like watching them be like have an aha moment that's actually the reason why i don't generally want to know what the questions are about because if someone says what do i do with my boyfriend then i can be like oh the boyfriend <laughs> you know yeah. and and play out the miss cleo side of things but 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 i don't want to do that so like usually i just let people keep it to themselves and if they have that reaction then i know that it's not from anything that because i have nothing to go on right i know nothing about what they want you know i just am here to flip the card but it does happen yeah yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I was looking for a joke there, but it didn't come on quite <laughs> as, as easily as I was hoping for. But uh, yeah, I definitely I make more girls cry than ever before now, and some men. But yeah, but nice. I definitely, but I definitely do get the tears sometimes. And you know what? Like, I know how Oprah feels. Like, it's heavy as the the head that wears the crown, you know. But it's, <laughs> but it's part of the territory. Like, I, I I generally do this to try to offer some resolution to people. I don't think that I'm inherently the one offering it. But if the cards are doing that for them, again, I'm just fan of whiting it. Then I, they can be entertained as they get that message. Oh, I think it's yes. cool because like so many people, if you they say they you know they do readings or something without cards. I feel like there's a lot more room for the skeptics to be like, but I mean, you're just laying them out and reading what they say. There's no real room for like, you didn't make something up. You can't make, you can't Mm -hmm. purposely pull a card a certain direction. Well, that's why, that's why I don't tell anyone is because if I, if they tell me what they are looking for, then even if I'm just reading the same exact thing that I would have before, I mean, I could be more susceptible to my personal impressions of that. So, but at the same time, if I'm just reading it, that, I, I don't know anything about their situation, so they can't create this narrative where I'm just saying them what they that want to you are, yeah, telling a story. Or- yeah, I'm just literally saying what the cards are talking about. And then <sighs> when they get that, it's it's really beautiful because I do feel, I always tell people, if I get the vibe that someone's about to make a big, like, right turn, I always say, now make your own decisions. These are cards yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, they were purchased <laughs> But I do say, but if it does give you meaning and you get something out of it and, like, you're getting that truth then that is coming to you because these cards already meant that to you in the first place. And hearing uh-huh. that message is causing you to respond in the way that this clarity or this meaning is coming to you. And mm. that is not, that doesn't discredit the meaning. It still it reinforces it. But at the same time, it it's not me. It's not the tarot cards. It's that person finding their own meaning and their higher consciousness and applying that towards their situation.
Well, um, thank you so much thank for being you. here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. And I will see you Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, <laughs> like Monday. Day. And uh, and hopefully uh, it hopefully becomes a regular thing. Yes. I know the owners yeah. listen, so I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I love it. Yes. My so. hope is as a beautiful entertainment model that I can just be the return on investment and get enough people to come back in. Well, I will it. say there is something really cool about again like kind of going back to you know not the glitzy crazy brunch there's something really cool about having somebody come to the bar and i'm like oh by the way um there's a drag queen up front doing tarot card readings if you'd like go sign up Mm -hmm. and they're like what (laughs) it's a unique experience and they're gonna go to their friends and be like you're never gonna believe what i did last yeah (laughs) i think it's just a wonderful thing it is not intrusive to your dinner if you 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 know half the time i mean you're hard to miss but you know people might not even know you're there uh, (laughs) (laughs) well anyway baklava thank Thank you you so much much. it was a pleasure being here with both of you and i really appreciate the time and being able to have a little kiki with you anytime once again who is baklava on instagram on instagram absolutely catch her around for pride and uh we will see See you you next next week. week